Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Amy Talks. Today we're going to be discussing something that affects everyone, anxiety. We're going to be discussing my experience with it and how social media plays a part in people suffering with anxiety. But before all that, it's time for the good news story. I found it on the ITV uh, news site the other day and it's a man who decided to cheer everyone up whilst they were delayed on the tarmac for a flight that, yeah, they were delayed and it was a professional violinist and it says when passengers on a flight to Lisbon had to make an emergency stop in Porto for unknown reasons, tension was inevitably in the air. Fortunately for these lucky passengers, however, a professional violinist was on board and on hand with his Stradivarius and his beautiful playing proved the perfect antidote to all the stress. People um, recorded it, and someone put it on Twitter, and that's how people got to know the story. The YouTuber Ray Chen, who was a violinist, he said, Now at the time, I must confess that playing the violin was the last thing on my mind, but knowing personally how stressful delayed travel days are, I decided to whip out the Strad for a good, <laughs> good old airplane performance. The flight eventually made it to Lisbon three hours after the scheduled time, and I'm just happy we will get there all safely in the end. Chen, who is Taiwanese-Australian, won the International Yehudi Menuhin Violin Competition in 2008, has released three critically acclaimed albums with Sony, and has tens of thousands of followers on Twitter and Instagram. So he's extremely popular, but he also decided to play to cheer everyone up. Yeah, so it's it's... Quite good. It's a nice kind of act of humanity, really, because everyone's really stressed and miserable when they, when a when a flight gets delayed or they're stuck on the tarmac or whatever. So he decided to cheer everyone up, which was really lovely. As always, I'll put this story in the description of the episode, so you can go and uh, see it and watch the violin for yourself. So for the main discussion part of today's episode, all about anxiety. So you may know what anxiety is, you may not. Um, I'm going to explain it for those who don't. Uh, you might have heard of a fight or flight mode in your brain. Um, and anxiety is a, re- is a reaction to danger or fear. And everyone has it from time to time. So if you're nervous for an exam or driving test or anything like that, um, that's sort of normal anxiety, if that makes sense. Um, but for others, it's debilitating. It means that they can't even get out of bed, like depression, and they sort of get really affected by it and they let it overwhelm them and then kind of makes them not want to do anything or go anywhere because they're anxious for diff- many different reasons. Uh, lots of people are now talking about it, which is great. Um, I personally have a few tips of how to manage it. Anxiety for me is all about the what ifs and most of the time they I just have to keep telling myself most of the time the what ifs that you have in your head will not happen you are not in danger you there's nothing to fear you are fine so my experience with it I get particularly anxious when doing um podcast interviews which I think is is fairly normal because I've never met these people before or there's the other side of the scale where you know for six months of my job I got heart palpitations and I was really kind of really really anxious to go to work like go into the office I don't really know why um why that is but it was really annoying the the only way I would be able to 
manage it was if I took a uh, rescue remedy, which is like a kind of I don't know if it's a placebo or what, but basically it's like a little um thing. You can get it in lots of things like little sweets and um and like a um spray thing. But I got the little gel things that you put on your tongue and they melt in your mouth. And the only reason I was able to go to work was because of them. Um, so I'm feeling a lot better about it now. Like I woke up one day, like just towards the end of March, and it just it just gone. There was no. I I went into work and I just held my head high and I just felt so much more confident. It was it was a great feeling, but I'm I'm kind of gearing myself for up gearing myself up for it possibly to come back um because it doesn't always go go away which is good so yeah also for me personally talking to like shop attendants and asking where something is is something really challenging for me I don't know really don't understand why though because I guess my sort of reasoning for me is that people think I'm stupid because I don't know where it is that's what I get anxious about, which is really silly because you're asking where it is because you don't know. Like it's, it's kind of very much catch twenty two, really. <laughs> and I will, and if I don't know, I will search an aisle or two or three for an hour, and then just walking up and down. And then if I don't find it, I just admit defeat. I don't even, I don't even ask. There's lots of treatments out there for anxiety. Um, there is help out there if you reach out for it as I have said before. Someone will understand, of course. Um, lots of people suffer with it and and some, you know, are worse worse than others, so for sure someone will understand. Uh, the treatments out there include uh, medication, obviously, which is kind of a route I don't really want to go down because there, there was a time where I considered it. I thought maybe, you know, if I want to be able to live, to live a normal kind of life, I would need to maybe get the medication, but I didn't need it uh, in the end. So cognitive behavioural therapy, which is what I had. I had six weeks of it at uni and sort of recently, uh, and it helps retrain your thinking and retrain your your brain to not think those anxious thoughts anymore, which is really good. And there's even for those of you who want to splash a bit of cash, residential kind of getaways and, and sort of workshops and, and um, that claim to have great results. Personally, like, I was chatting to my parents about this and in their generation, anxiety didn't really exist. Well, it did, but nobody talked about it. So we as a nation are starting to get more anxious or people are starting to become more open about being anxious. And I'm asking a question, okay, well, why is that? Uh, as I said, more people are talking about it, which is brilliant, but I think in this generation and younger generations, uh, social media has a massive, massive part to play. There was a survey done that said teenagers as young as, young as 13, let me repeat that, 13, are deleting Instagram photos because they don't get enough likes. Like, for God's sake, teenagers should be... Um, 13-year-olds should be able to enjoy their teenagers and not care about who is liking their photos on social media, in my opinion. Uh, that's just my opinion, though. Uh, that's really kind of depressing, actually, is 
as I just said, kids can't even have their childhood anymore because they worry about what other people are thinking of them on social media and their parents are sort of, I guess, not monitoring it and kids are getting bullied and all the rest of it. Bullying doesn't really help either with hate, so many hate comments. Like, in in my day, particularly in like primary school and kind of early secondary school, nobody really had that many phones and you couldn't do much with them. So it would stop on the playground at the end of the day and then you'd just go home. Whereas now, it doesn't stop on the playground anymore and it follows people back to their home lives. And like I've read um, different articles and things and because the bullying wasn't on school grounds or... I'm not saying that all schools say this or do this. Some schools are great with cyberbullying and everything like that. But some say as it wasn't on school grounds, teachers can't do much about it. Children as young as six are being bullied online because they're being seen as an outcast or, or being ganged up on. I mean, I saw like a six-year-old with a knife in the other day. And I just, I just despair because I think, you know, children are getting younger and younger and and being exposed to the harsh reality of, of social media and hate comments and so no wonder they're all anxious. <laughs> I can absolutely see why now. This is even more depressing. Social media anxiety disorder is a, is a thing and will probably soon become a medical disorder the way things are going and to be honest I'm not surprised to hear that at all. Tips um, I have for you is get off social media if you can. I personally turn all of my notifications off for all of my social media so I can check it when I want to, not when I have a notification, which is has worked wonders for me. Also, I, I don't post to Instagram that much. If you follow me on Instagram, um, you can follow me at Hopes on the Music if you want. Um, I, I don't post that much if I'm entirely honest. Um, Pose maybe a picture a week, two, three at most, simply because A, I don't have time, B, I can't really be bothered, and C, <laughs> and C I'm not that that bothered about what people, you know. Like, it's nice to get likes and stuff and get like recognition but for all the hard work you do, but at the same time, Instagram isn't really a platform. I understand that much, like all the algorithms and... Oh, and everything else, and then, like, having the best laid out flat lay or whatever, you know, particularly as, as bloggers, it's it's hard. Um, so, yeah, that's why I don't use it all that much. I, I will get back into it at some point, but I, I think having my notifications off has definitely helped my mental health. Um, now, if you get off social media and read a book, reading's good for going into an imaginary world for a bit. And escaping from your own life and also it also helps with vocab vocabulary as well so you can learn learn new words and and sort of widen your your horizons and what and find what books you like and what, what genres you don't like and you know sort of go through it like that like I'm reading a great book at the moment called The Child it's about investigative journalism it's really good I really like it uh, it's a bit confusing but you know um you could go for a walk, but leave your phone behind. I am terrible at this. Uh, I go for a walk every day at work, and or I have I have music in my ears, but I don't I don't use my phone if that makes sense. I just put it in my pocket and leave it. Um, I probably should go for a walk without it. Um, and try try it. Maybe I'll try it next week and let you know how I get on. Or go in the bath and leave your phone out of the bathroom. Now, 
there's a tragic story to this. A girl died because she was charging her phone in the bathroom and she got it near the water. And I was like, have you not been taught in school that, that electricity and water don't mix? It's basic science. Anyway, yeah, so just leave your phone out of the bathroom, just spend some time on your own, don't listen to any music or watch anything, just sit and think. Because I, I find it quite therapeutic, actually, just sit and have some time to myself. No distractions. Just me, sat in the water, just thinking, and I think about everything, really. It's quite nice. Really, really good kind of self-care time. I've had a great quote about, kind of, as I said earlier, what ifs are a big part of anxiety and worrying about them, but what you think will happen probably won't. And this is a quote I try to live by, definitely. It says, if you're not going to worry about it in five years' time, why spend five minutes worrying about it now? I know it's easier said than done, of course, but try and integrate that philosophy into your life. I, I certainly am, and I can see it working, and I'm worrying less. So yeah, I just um, I just try to live by that and try and be as less anxious as I can. All I can say, really, also, is that... Um, if you're suffering with anxiety right now and you don't know what to do, I would say to reach out to someone you trust, a teacher, a parent, anyone, or you can even reach out to me and I will try to help. So you know you're not alone at all. There are millions and millions of people across the country that suffer with the same condition as you do. You know, it's not not just you. I know with mental illness from first hand that it can make you feel very alone and that you're the only one, but... Now that I have more reassurances that depression and anxiety are more common, I sort of feed into that. Like, I always reach out to my boss or to, like, someone I trust or anyone like that. So, yeah, definitely uh, try and get help if you feel that you're suffering. So that's it for another episode of Amy Talks. Thank you very much for listening. As ever, if you want to come follow me on Twitter, I'm at Amy Talks Podcast and the same on Facebook. Please do send me a message or tweet just to say hi or let me know if you have ever suffered with anxiety or how you're getting on if we're getting treated for it maybe. Just so you can maybe help a few others who might be suffering as well. Until next time, bye!